You are listening to Got the MBA Marketing Beyond Ambition Podcast, Episode 017. Welcome to the Godly MBA Marketing Beyond Ambition. This is the only podcast that will share and teach actionable and biblical marketing strategies to empower you, the value-based business owners and Christian entrepreneurs. Learn to communicate your message effectively in this noisy world so you can finally earn more, serve more, and give more. Now, here is your host, Kelly Botter. Hello, Kelly Botter here. Welcome to God the MBA podcast. If you are like me, playing several different roles in life, such as wife, parent, daughter, sister, friend, business owners, and so on, I think you can relate. Sometimes 24 hours a day seems too short for us to carry out all the duties effectively. Today's guest is a good friend of mine. She is an example of having it all in her own very authentic way. Marta Krasnodiska, a very cool name, right? I hope I did pronounce it right. She is from Poland and a social media branding business growth strategist for passionate entrepreneurs and engineering companies. In today's jam-packed interview, we serve you with full menu, includes how to have it all as mom, wife, entrepreneur efficiently in just 15 hours per week. Are you curious? I hope so. Also, how to batch business activities in the smartest way to be most productive. We also chat about how to avoid burning your cookware as your family chef. Okay, I'm sure that's the most exciting part. <laughs> Kidding aside, we surely also talk about how to avoid your business desert and the fattest way to build up your audience how to add fuel to your business and avoid procrastination, and so much more. Are you excited? I hope so. Now, let's check with Marta. Hello, Marta. So happy that you are here with us and uh, glad to see you again in person in New Media Europe. Thank you for having me, Kelly. <laughs> hey, Marta. Oh boy, you know, in New Media Europe, you have a packed room. I mean, the most packed room, the breakout section. And everybody really raving about that your section, you know, as a business strategist. So now I want to kind of start with, you know, tell us a little bit about how you became this sexy uh, entrepreneurs and business growth strategist and where you're from, you know, your personal story. My personal story is probably as boring as everybody. I don't have those overnight success stories or anything like that. I basically was doing what was in front of me, what I wanted to do. And it all started when I came to UK. I had one of those boring jobs and then I broke my leg. So that's literally how it started. I had to find a job that would allow me to <laughs> basically sit all day with my uh, laptop on my lap 
and uh, my my leg elevated. So that's when I discovered all the internet things and everything. And I started to work with the different companies later on, but this notion of having on my own company never left me. And uh, when I wanted to uh, start on my own, I started with engineering companies because that's what I knew. So it might seem like um, a different niche, a completely like unusual because I didn't start it as a web designer or a coach or a social media strategist for, for women. I started as, as a social media strategist for uh, engineering companies because that's when I saw a huge need and that's how it started. So usually people are asking me, how did you come up with this idea? But I said, this is what you see. This is, you know, I didn't want to compete with everybody. I wanted to have such a specific niche that if someone can recommend me to somebody else, they know exactly who I'm looking for. So they knew that I'm working with a very specific niche and I'm very focused on companies that are personal and uh, uh, focused on growth. So they needed my help. And it was easy for other people to recommend me. And then other people started asking me, how do we work? And I said, what do you mean? And they said, you got kids? You know, how do you, how do you work from home? How does it work? Uh, people are not uh, expecting you to have an office and everything. And I said, but most of my clients are overseas. I'm never going to see them. They never gonna come to my office. So my office is at home and, and they're not bothered by it. All they see is what, they, what it is online. And then I had more and more questions about how do you build a brand? How do you get clients? How do you manage all of it is that it's a business online? Because it takes a lot of time in the beginning to get your head around it, that everything is actually a lot of different than, a, uh, than having a job. Because you are the only person there. You have to be responsible for taking out the trash, ordering the supplies and uh, having a business strategy and getting clients. So basically everything starts and ends with you. So that's how it's uh, basically started. It was natural progression. I had a, a question and I answered it. Yeah, well, I would say you are a super action taker. You know, I would say many of us that probably... Uh, well, I, I know myself is a kind of your kind, but you know many people that they wouldn't just uh, take the action so fast. Now, by now, for those of you are listening, you probably figure out this episode we will totally mess up your ears because I am not British nor American nor Marta. Marta, tell us where you're from originally. I'm originally from Poland and I've been close to 10 years in UK now. But I have a lot of friends that speak Italian or Spanish, so my accent always fluctuates. <laughs> you see, we totally messed up your ears today, but uh, I'm sure you guys are very international, very open-minded. So, Marta, let's run a little bit sneak peek in your weekly life as a mom, as a wife, as a business owner. I mean, how can you have it all in a week, how it look like? So right now, it's a lot of easier for me because my little girl is three days in a nursery. So that's 15 hours a week that I can work uninterrupted. And my uh, boy is big enough to be in school. So that's 30 hours a week when I don't see him. And that is a massive amount of time. And when I actually say to people that I work only 15 hours a week, they say, how can you do it? Normal work week is 40 hours. And they heard that when you're an entrepreneur, you have to work like 80 or 90 just to get noticed and everything. I said, but a lot of this time we waste 
like in between on things when we are not productive, when we are not effective, because we work with this idea that I have to work, 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 instead of looking at when is my peak energy, when I can achieve the most. So instead of managing your time, try to manage your energy. And that helps a lot. So when I know that in the evening I can talk and I can record the videos, I can do webinars, and it comes with ease for me. But I do my slides and my PDFs and my blog posts in the morning because that's when I know I can focus on it and I can have something done within an hour or two instead of trying to write a blog post within 10 hours and looking at it and thinking about it and it's just not flowing. So when I know when I'm productive, I'm doing the things that I know I'm going to be productive. So in the evenings, I usually do social media engagement because it's like chatting. It's like meeting with people. So it's being visible on social media. But at the same time, I know this is the time when I wouldn't be really good at writing the blog posts. So it's this kind of uh, like batching in a week and knowing when you are the most productive, it's the most helpful. And that's how you can compress all your focused work to only 15 hours. Because work is not when you are going and making a coffee, making a chit chat in the office, answering the emails. This is not work. Work is when you are producing something, when you're creating something and when you're moving your business forward. So if you focus on all those things, if you have extra time, then you can have a chit chat, then you can have a, you know, be active online or having a networking meeting or stuff like that. But you know that you already did the most important things for your business. So you have a blog post done, you have your podcast episode done, or you have your strategy mapped out, or you had the client call. So you did all those things that are moving your business forward and they bring in your clients or they're getting you paid. And the way I structure my week is that I have a specific days for specific tasks. So weekends are family because I have no choice. I have absolutely no child care options for the, for the weekends. <laughs> So that, this is how this is what it is. So this is what it takes. And Tuesdays are my finance and admin day. So I'm not planning a huge content creation on Tuesdays. Tuesdays is when I take off all of your, my admin tasks. And what it makes is that if on a Friday, I know that I have like a receipts or something on a, a meeting with accountant, I know I can just reply to my accountant email and say, yes, we will talk about it on Tuesday. And it's like clears your mind from remembering this huge to-do tasks because you know that I schedule my blog post on a Monday, I do my admin and finances on a Tuesday, I do my content creation on a Wednesday, and I do my client meetings on a Thursday and Friday. And I know that when any kind of webinars are going to be always on a Thursday and people expect it from me on a Thursday. Thursday, nine o'clock, that's when I do my monthly webinars. So they sort of expect it and it cuts a lot of time and it cuts a lot of mental clutter because one of the mistakes that I've noticed that people are making in the business when they're starting out, and that's especially women, we spend like 80% of our time worrying if the things will work out. We have those entire conversations in our minds instead of just going and asking other people what they think about it. We built a whole case against launching a product instead of going and asking people, would you buy that? So we spend so much time worrying that we don't have actually time to do things. And when I talk with people, when I talk with my coaching clients and I say, okay, just go do this, then this, then this. And they say, okay, this is so easy. It only took me an hour or two hours. And she was thinking about it for months, but mm. it, the actual action takes less 
even if you fail, then you have a proof that this idea needs improving. Exactly. So you guys know why her section, the breakout section in New Media Europe is packed because she just threw all the value bombs all at once <laughs> in last three minutes. So that, let's kind of take a step back a little bit, Marta. So what you just mentioned is so valuable, a couple of things. One, how can we more be more strategic about our time? Basically, what you say is instead of trying to manage time, manage your own energy in time right? That, you know, knowing by knowing ourselves better, you know, morning person, evening person, and also combination with the needs of family, right? So if our younger kids may not be productive when they are around and you try to sit down and create stuff, right? And you also mentioned about the, I love your theme day, right? Your Monday to Friday theme day, because I think when you do that way, you avoid the context switching to switch your context. So then, I mean, we all know that kind of a multitasking is really a lie. Oh, I hate multitasking. Every time I'm trying to do something on social media, on my phone and cook something, it always gets banned. <laughs> always. I, my husband actually do the cooking right now because he just, he, he just gave up on me producing any kind of edible meal. Because if I have to stand there and stir something, I'm always, okay, I just want to have a sneak peek on my phone. And then there's the smell. And all right, that was 20 minutes ago. Yeah, I forgot again. We ordering something in because the food is not edible anymore. But that's what it is. Because when you keep switching from one thing to another, it's like you're trying to be an elite athlete. Yeah. And you're trying to train to be a marathon runner and a footballer and a rugby player, and there may be a swimmer all at once. You're not going to have all those Olympic medals in all of those disciplines. It's just impossible. You need to focus on what is your unique strength on a minute level, like on a micro level when you manage your time. That's why if you know that every single day at three o'clock, you have a half an hour break when you are visible on Facebook, if this is your goal, to be visible on Facebook, visible in Facebook groups. So this is the half an hour that you go. So even if you are tempted to just quickly scroll through your Facebook feed uh, when you're doing something else, you know, no, I'm going to do this at three o'clock. And then you can build this consistency in yourself. And it gives you this mental kind of uh, space because you don't have this chatter at the back of your mind. I should do this. I should do this. Should I do that? Maybe I should invest my time in this because, you know, I'm doing this and then I'm doing that. And then both of those things are finished. Exactly. It's almost like uh, when we don't arrange that way, it's like you can have four or five things in your mind, but all of them are either half done and nothing get done, right? So you're in the cycle of you feel bad about it so that you become even more non-productive. And it just, it is really a big cycle to be in. Exactly, really. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just feeling unproductive makes you unproductive. So it's one of those mental traps. And that's why my mindset is so important because a lot of the things that I did, I did because like no one told me that this is not how it's done. No one told me when I started my business, I had an income goal. So I had a five figure 
client within two weeks of starting my business. And then people are saying, but you don't have a blog yet. I said, but I didn't know that I need to have a blog to have a high-end client. I haven't talked about it this way. I needed a high-end client, so that's what I went. <laughs> went for that was my goal not having a popular blog i still don't have a popular blog that was one of those things that people were laughing at my you know that the whole room just exploded when i said i don't have a blog i don't have a podcast i don't have a book published what i got is clients yeah and now she even got interviewed by me in the podcast you see yes <laughs>
So success, the key to success is very boring. It's a consistency. So it's a consistency of your brand, of your message, of how you show up. It's consistencies of your voice. And so if suddenly I started talking about how my life is luxurious, people would start saying, what do you mean? What do you mean? My, my message is I'm a mom and I do those things because it gives me pleasure. I love what I do. And that's why I'm passionate about it. And, it, and it's not forced and I don't have to procrastinate it about it because I love what I do. And the same passion that you feel for your business, you have to fuel it into your brand. So marketing is not a chore. It's become something that you just look for more opportunities to be seen because you just love talking about it. And if you don't like talking, write. If you don't like writing, create images anything that it comes natural to you as long as you are consistent with it you're going to succeed so for instance if you love creating and snappy beautiful photos instagram and pinterest are such a visual platforms videos are obviously for youtube or maybe for a facebook live uh, and if you love writing then obviously the blog post of the ebooks or uh, proper books on amazon there's so many avenues that you could pursue but just don't try to choose a medium that doesn't come naturally to you. Because if you really feel awkward doing the videos, you're not going to be successful with it because you're always going to have this um, chatter at the back of your mind saying to you, oh no, you're awkward. Oh no, this is not going to work. So you're naturally going to do less and less of it. And you're going to be more awkward because it's like this feedback loop that's always playing in our mind. But if you love what you do, if you love your medium, if you found the way to express yourself and uh, get clients into your business in a way that comes natural to you, then it all becomes easier and easier and you get bigger platforms. And the consistency is not a chore. And when you keep showing up at the certain times in a certain way, people will start uh, expecting it from you. And a double benefit of the consistency is that it strengthens your brand because you always look the same way. And you always sound the same way and you always talk about the same things so people know what is your message what is your core message what is your core why but also it saves you a lot of time because you don't have to keep coming up with new things all the time you know what are your most powerful topics to talk about <laughs> exactly so the what Martha talk about this consistency, she just mentioned basic consistency with, you know, uh, how your brand and yourself, how you carry out. Uh, maybe I should say this for those of you that time, please do check the show notes for this episode. We're going to link to Martha's website so you will understand even more what she meant about the luxurious feel of her brand because it's very fun, hysterical, but wise way how she present in the conference because we all look at her beautiful slides. And then how she say it, remember, Mata, you say that, well, you know, for a mom, have a young kids at home, you know, so you can picture, right? You can picture the home look like. And then that's what I want. That's what in my mind I want. I want the spa day. I want the, you know, luxurious, you know, dress and all those. And, and because she explained the way she did and the audience, we just burst with laughter and so understanding say, aha, no wonder. Now, wherever we see Martha, we see that beautiful, sassy 
lady, the entrepreneur image right there. And in fact, she was so successful, delivered that message. I mean, three days after, you know, I was conversing with somebody else and then they did not remember her name, but they, they all asked me, so you know that lady who has the most beautiful slice with that luxury feel, that slice? I said, yeah, that's a mother, that's a mother. <laughs> I know so, those slides were there is a funny story behind those slides because uh, we were just coming back from the holidays in Spain and our flight was delayed from Barcelona our taxi from the airport was delayed and I sit down and I thought okay I have an hour I can do those slides and then I thought to myself but I don't want to be that mom that gave up just because all the circumstances were against me. I said, those are going to be the most beautiful slides in a whole conference, even if I have to stay here till midnight. And I actually finished doing them. I started around eight o'clock and I actually finished them 10 minutes before midnight. And I said, I, I kept the deadline. I kept my promise and I kept the promise to myself when I said, I'm going to show up in a way that I want it to be. And this is like when people are saying to me that how they enjoy the presentation, there's two parts of my brand. Because at the same time that I show them what's possible, that there is no limits to your dreams. And actually that your dreams are bigger than you have never ever imagined because we always, always expand our vision. At the same time, you can stay true to you. And I'm always saying how it is. I was doing those slides when I was so jet lagged, when I haven't slept in 48 hours. But I said, I love this luxurious feels because like some other people can have like some kind of um, hobbies or anything. My business is my outlet. That's where I put all of my dreams into. This is what I love doing. And I don't know how to do anything else, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, we surely can feel that. And then uh, you, you did it wonderfully. So since we are on that note, you know, that background, little background story, can you share with us a little bit like any fun story in this entrepreneurial journey? Well, that comes again with my kids. So I always think I'm going to be like calm and cool and collected before any kind of engagement or anything. And then kids will burst into a bathroom and there is like unicorn dance I have to watch or I have to share my makeup or I have to share the jewelry because my little girl, she's four year old at the moment, she decided she's going to be a queen. And my six year old boy, he's usually deciding at the same time that he's going to be this ferocious dragon. And uh, so I have a whole play to watch of what they doing and um, so usually my makeup that I said okay I'm gonna have 40 minutes I'm gonna look so professional and then I have like five minutes to do the makeup and just shake it off and I say this is who I am this is how it is I created this life when I talk with the clients when I help them make hundreds of thousands of pounds and they don't mind that I don't look like a supermodel when I show up to their meetings but they actually impressed with the fact that I can find the time in my, my day to be with the kids. And because I could shut the door to my bathroom and say, sorry, now I'm doing makeup. I have to look professional. But this is not what's important because in five years time, I'm not going to remember that I have been in those meetings with clients. I might remember that I've been making them really nice, decent money, but I'm not going to remember the exact meetings, but I will remember and my kids will remember the fact that I've been for them every single time they need me. And I think this is the biggest beauty 
of what we do right now, of us women creating those businesses that work for our lifestyles instead of going after some monetary goals, you know, having a six figures, having a seven figures. This is a byproduct of our passion. Exactly. I love what you say. It's not like, you know, I mean, this podcast is, it's we want to teach actually men and women, you know, to make their profit so that they can give more and serve more. But Actually, just like you say, the money is a byproduct. It's a byproduct actually when we make an impact and the money will come. So, Marta, what is the, your one godly MBA moment? Meaning the moment that you realize that, oh, my business is not just a business. When I was asked to speak as a thought leader, about running an international business. And I thought the first instinct is to look behind yourself and maybe he meant this question to somebody else. Because I didn't even think I'm running an international business. What do you mean? I have clients from all of those different, you know, from Canada, from Australia, from United States, from UK, from Poland, but I haven't even thought about it as an international business. Well, and girl, you're international. <laughs> You just think of yourself as someone treading water, as doing what's in front of me. And when people are coming to me and saying, what you do is brilliant, it's really inspired to me. And they tell me I was ready to give up in my business because I wasn't making any money whatsoever. And then after listening to your webinar, I got two clients the same week. She immediately took action and got results. And then when I realized that the things that I share, the things that I I talk about, they worth talking about, and I should do more of it. Because even though it's normal to me, for somebody else, it's a relevation because they feel I haven't thought about it in that way. And the way I think, I always think differently. And I used to think that I'm average. I have absolutely nothing to share with other people because everybody knows what I know because it's normal to me. And then when I start to speak up and when I started to show up and tell other people how I do business, how I think about the social media, how I think about managing the time, and they started telling me, all right, now it clicked for me. The way you, I knew this already, but the way you told me, it clicked for me and now I can do that. So for me, this is my, um, it's not about the money right now. And I started this business to be with my kids more. But now I know I can impact other women and let them live the life the way they want it. So this is my like biggest revelation. <laughs> well, that's, that, that's huge. That it's uh, the ripple effects actually. And you don't know those women who took the action, got the result, what, how many more people, right? That they're gonna impact as well. And that's what we're looking for. And I like how you say, which is, is such a reminder. I always say that we, especially those of us that we work in corporate world before, or let's say we, have, we work with a corporate team a bunch of time before, it seems like easy for ourselves to take for granted what we know, right? Because we just feel like, oh, if I know that, they know that too. But... In fact, it's not so. And on the other end, just that you mentioned your clients told you that, yeah, I mean, I knew those things, 
but it seems never click till that the way you explain it. And that just proved that I always say that's not really a competition, so to speak. What I see, I, I know Marta, you see that way too, it's abundance, right? It's not so to the competitors, it's more like how we can serve, because everybody we carry a you know, specific flair, and there is a tribe out there waiting for you to show up. Exactly. I always say there is enough success for everyone. There really is enough for everyone, because even if I wanted to work with every single person on the planet, I couldn't. I, I can't literally talk with, work with billions of people. To be honest, I can only work with like one-on-one. -on -one. I can only work with, what, maximum of 10 people. So if there is like loads of loads of other coaches that do exactly the same thing, and we, if we can only work with 100, maybe 1,000 people a year, even we are really, really productive in our sessions. So let's say a thousand a year. It's still, there is enough people that need our help. So there is enough success for everyone. And that's why I usually get this question because I help other people get clients and they usually are business coaches as well. So people ask me, why would you train and help other business coaches? They're going to poach your clients, but they have a different style and they bring their own personality and their own view into the picture and that changes everything and like usually I would say that I'm a strategist I'm a hardcore strategist I always look how to plan things better so you get more impact uh, working less and um, that's my laziness I'm always looking for a way to work less and get my, make more money and uh, which backfires when you when it comes to cleaning the house but when it comes to business this kind of a laziness when you look for systems and procedures it actually pays off and other people focus on something else and then I realized that when I asked my clients what they get from working for me they said it's mindset when I never seen this one myself I thought I'm always strategist that this is what I help people with went to show up for a webinar went to send an email went how to price and package your offerings but they said you talk about those things as they are done you talk about those things as they are easy to do as they are achievable and other people think like doing the webinar is a huge huge undertaking and I tell them, no, you just do this, this, this. And I send them a checklist and they do it. And I thought, I was thinking about doing webinars for a year. You explain it so easy to me. And this is a mindset issue, not a technical issue. Because when we fear something, we procrastinate and we put it off. This is a mindset issue. It's not a technology. It's not the lack of money. It's not that there is not enough clients or there is not enough audience. It's about we are scared inside to take action. And once we take action, we know we can do those things and then we dream bigger. Yeah, exactly. Well, cannot be better wrap up than that. Here, just a testimony from you guys, actually both Marta and me, myself is business consultant and coach too. What on the earth, we are friends then, you know? And I even basically promoting her now. So it, it just, it just that how with the abundance mindset is really the success of business, really 90% is you have to start from there. So Martha, thank you so much again for coming up and uh, we need to have that in-person gathering, girlfriend gathering soon. <laughs> Definitely. It was lovely to meet you in London again. And uh, thank you very much for having me on your podcast. And I know it's going to be a huge success because you have a lovely lineup of, uh, of the speakers and I'm looking forward to listening to them all. 
Thank you, Mata. I trust you have enjoyed the episode as much as I did. For all the information we mentioned during the show, please visit kellybother.com forward slash 017. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We know you have given us your most valuable treasure, your time, and we don't take lightly. We truly appreciate it. Did you enjoy the show? If yes, please, please share, subscribe, and give us your honest review in iTunes so more people can have a chance to find this show and my team and I can continuously produce valuable content for you. Don't forget all the goodies we mentioned during the show. It's at kellybother.com. Remember, you matter. See you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Godly MBA podcast. For more actionable marketing tips and strategies and today's show notes, visit www.kellybotter.com.